Taste of Country Nights with Evan Paul. On Demand, episode 68 with L. King. Funny, fun story. You, since you've done your first Different for Girls, yeah. I've interviewed you a few times, and I've always been like nervous to ask you about that, about your dad. Like, Yeah, why? I don't know. Like, I've always been like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to like offend. I don't know. Offend me? But, but now that I saw it on there, I was like, yo, because Rob Schneider's the man. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my my dad's funny and he's he's so proud of me and it's it's pretty. I don't know, it's weird. Man, we had so much fun. I'm not even kidding. In studio, L King, she is so funny. This interview is very informative as well. We got serious. We had some fun. We talked about her new album that just came out. Come get your wife. That's what it's called. Uh, check out the whole podcast here. Thank you so much for listening and supporting Taste of Country Nights on demand. Taste of Country Nights, Evan Paul here with L. King. How are you doing? I'm good. That's the biggest cup of coffee I've ever seen. It's a 20 ouncer, baby. Uh, it's honest, it's like a soup bowl. It is. <laughs> I think that's what it's for, I, actually. I like respect that. <laughs> Thank that's, you. That's Much hard. love. That's this cool. is my second one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's amazing. What is L. King afraid of? Oh, um, a lot. Falling down the stairs, um, <laughs> embarrassment. Forgetting the words. My biggest fear is that I will forget someone's name as I'm introducing them. Oh, uh, on stage? No, just in life. Oh, but you know ways around that. Like, you know, like. Yeah, I, I tell my fiance, if I don't introduce you, put your hand out and say your name. Ask him theirs <laughs> so I can remember. I find my way around. I'm queen of the loophole. That's right. Um, the album, of course, called Come Get Your Wife. Uh, you say it was inspired by something that a guy said at a bar to yeah. you or something? Yeah. Well, how'd the night end up for that guy? Not great. <laughs> no. It was okay. No. <laughs> were, were you famous, like L. King famous at that point? I don't know if I'm famous. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're L. King famous, for sure. I mean, this wasn't that long ago. Okay. So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you were to find yourself in a bar fight, which country artist would you want like by your side? Not Dirks. <laughs> Give me Let some me details. Uh, probably Ash McBride. <laughs> Why not Dirks? He's so skinny. <laughs> you kidding? I don't know. But I will say the good thing about if Dirks was on my side, he would probably uh, smooth it over. But, like, if I wanted to fight, I don't know, maybe Jelly Roll. Jelly Roll. Yeah, I mean. You guys kind of come from the rock genre. Uh, are you guys going to do anything together? I hope so. I think he's really funny and cool. So and You have a face tat, right? You have two? Yeah, so we're like destined yeah, yeah, yeah. to be best friends. I told Jelly, I was like, anybody that has a face tattoo is the real deal. Like, you've taken <laughs> it to that level. Like, you are the deal. I mean, it does show commitment. Yeah. What about Brantley? He's kind of from that. Uh, like I don't know who that is. Brantley Gilbert? I don't know. Oh, okay. I could see you guys working together. He's okay. he's real like rock country. He got a face tat? Everywhere There's still time. There's still time. <laughs> Tell me a good story about hanging out with like Miranda. I love Miranda. She's just so funny and sweet and cool and, and so chill. And um, I mean... I don't have good stories that I'm supposed to tell. No, they all make her look great. Um, but sh Miranda is like, you know, you meet people that just get you and they like, they don't, I, she's never judged me. Um, it was almost like the more I drank on the road, she just kind of got a kick out of it. Not like making fun of me. She just, she knows how to get down. And she, she one night I got ha hammered on tour and every night we would get, uh, 
up on stage at, at the end of the show because Miranda had this incredible idea to have an all-female-led tour. And then we all sang Fool Drum Fell in Love. And at the end of the show, everybody um, on the road would come up and sing it. One night I was like, so drunk, I fell asleep eating a piece of pizza. And then um, they were like walking me to stage and trying to put my ears on me. And Ashley Rye was like, saw me wobbling. I was like, hell, hey, you know what? Don't, I, if you want me to, I'll sing your part. Being so sweet, just like, I got you, girl. <laughs> and I guess they were pushing me up the stairs. And I, I looked at Ashley and winked and said, sing my part. <laughs> and apparently, it was the best I'd sang it the entire tour. And I, uh, I walked off stage real confident and walked right into a door and fell down. Everybody had to pick me up. Right. Yeah, That's a good story. Yeah, yeah. Miranda, Miranda just laughed. And, and I guess last that she was like, well, we got, that's our girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, Come Get Your Wife is a, a really unapologetic album. Like, I, I, I love it. Bonafide, Crawl and Mood were a couple that I jotted down. Uh, they proved that there's others on the album. What song really pushed you, though, like outside of your comfort zone, would you say? Ooh. Let me think about the songs on the record. <sighs> I don't know. I, I feel like n- I wouldn't have put anything that made me uncomfortable. I will say Crawling Mood was was tough because I, uh, you know, it was a it was Charlie's song. And um, Charlie is like maybe the nicest human being I've ever met in my life. But he's also like one of the most technical bluegrass musicians Ever. So it's like intimidating from a talent standpoint. And for him to give me that song was was really cool. And I, I, I really wanted to like do it justice. But at the same time, I, I have to not only try and, and, and honor certain bluegrass aspects and still make like any song that someone else wrote and gave to me, I still have to make it something that is true to myself, especially because I had, you know, was, was co-producing and everything. So that was an interesting one for me. Um, And, you know, worth the shot was a little difficult because I feel like it, sometimes it's hard for me to do like a slower, like, you know, more vulnerable, soft thing. I'm not always comfortable in that sense. So it's more fun to sing with Dirks. And, um, but yeah, I, I don't think, I don't know. I enjoyed the whole process. And anything that pushes you a little bit out of your comfort zone is good because you don't want to stay stagnant in creativity or in, you know, what what you make. Does Dirk, Dirk's having daughters, you think, help him, like, work with females better? I, I, I just genuinely think that Dirk's is a gentleman and um, an incredible guy. And yeah. he's really, really funny. And, I mean, you look at the people around him, and most of them have been working with him for years they're like the happiest people that I, I've ever seen. And, you know, that experience was really, it was like, what are these people got going on? Like, oh, they're happy. Yeah, they're right, right, right. People are nice and kind. And so Dirks is just so welcoming and, and such a gentleman to everybody. I don't know. I don't know if it's that he's done. I mean, you got a badass wife, so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, and real quick, uh, on your talk points, your record label at the bottom says something about your acting debut was on Deuce Bigelow Jesus. with your dad. Okay. Yeah. 
Funny, fun story. You, since you've done your first different for girls, yeah, I've interviewed you a few times, and I've always been like nervous to ask you about that, about your dad. Like, yeah, why? I don't know. Like, I've always been like, I don't, know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to like offend. I don't know. Offend me? But, but now that I saw it on there, I was like, yo, because Rob Schneider's the man. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, my my dad's funny and he's he's so proud of me and it's it's pretty I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, I was in a movie. He got a, he was on a Billy got his beer goggles on. Oh uh, he was in a video, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was like, "You like country music? I was in a music video. You want me in your music video?" I was like, "No." Does he like your music? He loves my music. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at least 3 times a week he's like, Please send me the album. Say, no, you play it for people. I am not sending it to you. No. He's, well, very, we, he's very proud of me. It's it's nice. We love the album. We're proud of you. And, and thank, thank you. you so much for swinging by. Thank you for having me. Let's bring in Billy Dukes from behind the camera. We were both kind of uh, holding on for this one, man. I didn't know what to expect when L. King comes by. You know what I'm excited for is Dirks Bentley to come visit us. Just to see him respond to what L. King said about him uh, not being the guy alongside her in a street fight or a bar fight or whatever question. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny. But we, we would have to follow it up by all the nice things she said, too. Like, well, sure, sure. You know. I suppose. <laughs> um, but yeah, it seems like they have a, a good relationship, you know, that they're. And and I don't know. I've never found anybody that talks bad about Dirks. I I just don't. I don't hear anybody. Well, he is he is awfully skinny. He doesn't seem like much of a fighter. He seems like a negotiator, a guy that you'd be like, hey, you know, well, let's just let's just chill out. Let's talk about this, you know. Which is fine. You need those kind of people in your corner too. But you also need a Jelly Roll or an Ashley McBride who's gonna just you know say hold my earrings and go after whoever. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, so not like a Scotty McCreary. I don't think Scotty's got it. You know, I like Scotty a lot, yeah, but I don't think yeah. he's um I don't think he's thrown many punches since uh, you know, man. Eight. <laughs> we we eight. We need to start a uh an article or a podcast about this uh, which country artist in a bar fight. I liked the Miranda Lambert story because you asked for kind of some good Miranda Lambert and she told a really good story, but Miranda didn't really appear till the very end. Where Miranda's like, oh, ha, ha, that's funny. Like, that was really an L. King story on the Miranda Lambert tour. And she just kind of outed herself about how just sloshed she got one night. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. And so something that I don't, I still don't know. Did You were in the room. You heard it, too. Did, did L. King end up singing her part? Because she was like, sing my part. Or what, did she? It sounded like she sang it, though, right? I don't think she sang it. I don't think she sang it. I think Ash. I think whoever she was with that night did the singing, and that's why she's saying I never sounded better. She was kind of uh, demurring to whoever picked her up. Oh, okay. See, I I took it as she was hammered and got up there and belted it out. I don't know. <laughs> you know what's really interesting to me about El King is she kind of has like this nervous energy sort of about her. Like she seemed a little anxious about the interview, and I think she kind of guards that a little bit with a lot of, like, wild stories and sort of craziness. But I wonder if deep down she's kind of, like, I don't know, a little nervous. Like, maybe she's a little bit of an introvert. Maybe she's kind of fronting a little bit to kind of, uh, you know, deal with some of these pressure situations. I could see that, yeah. It's, it's a, a totally different, too, probably coming from uh, rock to, into country. You know, the rock format, you you don't really have to do as much 
you know, press and interviews and stuff in country, it's like, you know, let's talk to everybody, you know, you know, so I can totally see that, you know, and um, she's probably not doesn't know what kind of questions are coming her way either, you know? True. No, I think you're 100% right. Um, I mean, you've done radio in a number of different formats. Is, like, it different in other formats? Do you not get access to, like, all the newer artists up to, like, CB-level artists? I mean, A-level artists are always tough to get, but do you, will you not be able to interview so-and-so, like, at the L Kings of the world? No. no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, I. other formats just don't do very much radio interviews i don't know we didn't really get too many it's it seems to be that country really is the machine that the one of the only formats that actually is a working machine where everybody works together and you know no yeah you don't get i mean sometimes if they're coming to town for a concert maybe they would come in but doubtful it will be hard to even get them on the phone because i would always be like well i don't understand they're coming for a concert wouldn't they want to promote it and it's like nope it's already sold out whereas like a country show even if it's sold out the artist is still going to come in and talk to the people it's just how it goes i guess i don't understand that like what would happen if an artist like who's like a b-level hip-hop artist um uh yeah. in today's yeah. world yeah, someone, or some of that people would know uh, I mean, today yesterday some of the people would know i uh <laughs> i don't know 50 cent okay. I don't know. <laughs> all right well let, i mean, think of someone a little newer but let, maybe even in the rock community um but I'm, you know, I'm gonna use lizzo lizzo's not really b-level i know she's selling on arenas but when lizzo first started up if she just decided you know what Screw it. I'm going to do it this way, and I'm just going to out-hustle everybody and do all these interviews and all this press, and everyone's going to talk about me. How would that... What's the downside there? I don't think there really is a downside other than, you know, it's a lot of work. You know, it's a lot of work to have to do, but there is no downside. That's why I don't really understand why country's like the only format that does that, but it really is. I mean, it really is. I've I've worked in hip-hop. I've worked in pop. I've... It, it truly is. It's you get the interviews, but very few and far in between. And you really got to be a big city to get an interview in any other format other than country. And one thing I love about country is that you know they they play concerts. Like if uh, if uh, another act in another genre were to put out a, you know their tour schedule, it would be like major you know, major cities only, whereas a lot of country shows are in small towns and fairs and stuff. And, you know, that helps these artists really get in there and talk to the, to the people. You know, I think it's great. Yeah. Those fairs and festivals are always kind of like in these little sort of podunk towns. Um, but like the county yeah, fair circuit, I did that in Michigan, the county fair circuit. We had like five or six of them throughout the summer that we would have to go cover when I did radio. And like they were, that was a big deal. And they would get some big, big artists. Yeah. I didn't really understand that when I first got into country, like, like right away when I first got into country, I'd be like, we're going to broadcast that affair. Like, okay, you know, all right, we're giving away concert tickets to a fair. Like what is it? But then like, it's like Jason Aldean at the fair. Right. I'm like, what? <laughs> Typically the fair and festival shows pay a lot more than just like a tour stop like those are very very big paychecks that makes um, sense and it's guaranteed money too so if you book like a an aldine type artist 
Like that's going to be a, at least several years ago, that's going to be a million dollar paycheck for him where he's not guaranteed that on a tour stop. Plus he doesn't have to worry about all the infrastructure and setting up the stage and doing all that work. It's just sort of like he shows up, plays his songs, cashes that check, gets back on the bus and goes, I mean, those are big paydays. Yeah. It's kind of like what we do. I'm not seeing the correlation at all. Are you, are you getting a, a big payday somewhere that? That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, that's interesting to think about, though, because you know why? Why doesn't an artist just like an Aldean even need to go on tour anymore? Why not just do fairs and during fair season? I don't think there's enough of them. Plus, I don't know if you want to be known. And this is kind of my suspicion about why, like, rap and pop artists don't do so many interviews. Is like, if you're known as, like, the fair and festival guy, like, that's not necessarily cool or, or good for your brand if you don't have, like, your own sort of headlining tour. And I kind of wonder if you're the hip-hop artist who does all the interviews, if you're, like, going to be known as, like, this, uh, I don't know, Johnny Hustle or someone who, like, is just outworking everybody. And you kind of lose, maybe you lose a little cool factor with the kids. That's yeah. I got you. Like like back in the day at the factory, if a, a, a rookie was working too hard, the veterans would be like, hey, man, what are you doing? You're making us all look bad. Oh, there could be something to that, too. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that could be very well the case. You know, you don't want to upset the apple cart because then you might not get a chance to work with these yeah. lazy big timers, apparently. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. an interview. Like, why can't you just do an interview? You're going to Detroit, call them up and be a nice. I mean, it just seems like the polite thing to do. And there probably are artists that do it. I'm, yeah, I mean, there are some. Yeah, I mean, you know, but I think once you hit a certain level in, in, in different genres, you just don't do it anymore. Uh, last thing, you asked El King about her dad, which I was grateful for. We have been kind of wondering if she would ever talk about Rob Schneider or why she hadn't, really. But it turns out she's totally cool with giving good dad stories. Yeah, and um, I'm glad I asked about it, too, you know, and uh, after the interview when we were just taking a picture and not rolling tape, you know, she was like, you know, I'm glad you asked me about that. Uh, I'm proud my career wasn't built on nepotism, you know, and I think that's why I didn't want to ask her about it, because I'd never seen her talk about it, you know, and for whatever reason, her label included it on this times talk sheets so we all got in there i don't know if anybody else asked her but i was curious about it we got the scoop thanks for checking out taste of country nights on demand this podcast uh is available wherever you get your favorite podcasts thank you for downloading liking rating and uh, subscribing it's part of the town square media podcast network